Hello. How are you? How am I? I look like a wet poodle. I washed my hair today. Yes, thank you. I did the annual hair washing for Aristotle Full Throttle. If you are just tuning in, this is the Aristotle Full Throttle Show. Thank you for listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and all those different platforms. If you're listening to the podcast the next day or perhaps that evening. Today we're talking about Ryan Coogler, the director for Creed, for Fruitvale Station, for Black Panther. None other than the Ryan Coogler. The very same Ryan Coogler who last January was detained for attempted bank robbery. Or suspected attempted bank robbery, that is. Don't get fooled. He's a very famous director. He's probably a millionaire by now. I don't think him asking the teller for $12,000 and to be discreet about it was an attempted bank robbery. Apparently, after the fact, he was considered totally, totally exonerated. Which is, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. And a lot of people on the internet are coming at it like, oh, well, Ryan Coogler was reported by a black woman, so therefore it wasn't racist. <laughs> because everybody... People think that racism ends... That they think it's... It, they think they don't realize it's the system. They don't realize it's the perception that needs to change. Because a black woman reported him or called 911 doesn't mean that it wasn't racial profiling doesn't mean that it means that there's a system and there's a there's a perception out there that perhaps needs to change and uh you know i don't understand i think that there's this, this overwhelming white guilt situation where they're like ah it was a white black woman ha 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 therefore it's not racist it's like well you know again it's a system of, of prejudice and a system uh that is working against uh i suppose a black man wealthy dude Ryan Coogler. Also, there was a comment yesterday on YouTube on yesterday's discussion about whether or not Zoe Kravitz is too uh, too urban to have been in the Dark Knight. And the comment was this. It was ridiculous. It was hilarious. He said, well, this is ridiculous. If Jonathan Nolan, if Christopher Nolan had a problem or had an issue with black people, he wouldn't have cast a black as the lead for Tenet. And I was just like, First of all, nobody said Christopher Nolan had an issue with black people. I don't know how you got that from that headline. Especially, even Zoe Kravitz said she didn't blame Christopher Nolan. She said it was a casting that told her that. It wasn't Christopher Nolan. So, Secondly, but what's also demonstrably factual, what you can actually prove by counting on your hands and your feet and your toes and your fingers, is that most of the people in Christopher Nolan movies are white very, very, very much so. So I find it hilarious that people are like, get so defensive instead of just stopping and listening for a second. They don't sit there and go, hey, let me count up these things. Let me actually look at the facts here. I think for a lot of people, one instance exonerates and nullifies every previous instance. Therefore, you know, we elected Obama, African-American president. I say African-American. We forget. Obama's mom is a white lady from Kansas. Just FYI. You didn't know that. But I know in America, he's black. Everybody's like, and he identifies as black, so he's black. But people are like, we, we elected a black president. Therefore, racism is over. 
It nullifies the previous 220 years. 230 years. I find it hilarious that people just don't. People just don't. I can't with people, okay? People just don't, and I can't. Also on the show today, we're going to watch the trailer. We're going to have a live trailer reaction for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. All right? I'm getting ready for that. Who else, did, who else out there is ready for the Disney Plus Obi-Wan Kenobi? I like Star Wars. Turns out I like movies. Oh, let me open up the voice, voice chat here. If you guys want to join the voice chat, just subscribe on Twitch. All you guys, all you guys do is subscribe on Titch. Or titch. All you have to do is go to the Tish Film School of, at NYU. All you have to do is subscribe on Twitch for a couple bucks a month. Become a member on Patreon. And you get access to the Discord. You can have incredibly uh, in-depthful conversations with people like myself and w- is this Will and Aeon Alita. We all had to talk about that yesterday. And jo- Gregorio Salamanca L, thank you for joining us. Black means pale shining. Black means pale shining. I don't, what do you mean by that? Gregorio Salamanca L in the chat says black means pale shining. Um, I'm trying to interpret that. Could you elaborate, please? I, I, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm out of the loop on that one. But right now, I'm going to download the trailer for uh, Obi-Wan. Sorry for the 16 frames per second. It's only while I download this. We're bottlenecking, ladies and gentlemen. It always takes like the first five minutes of the show for it to, get, to hit a clip. I think that's probably why people join halfway through. But let me just say, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, turns out almost half of all of the listeners... Or are listening on the podcast, or listening on Apple Podcasts, or listening to the podcast, or listening on Apple Podcasts, and only like a 7% are listening on Spotify. So I should really promote Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Listen to it on Apple Podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all genders, and non-conforming. All right, let me just go on to download YouTube. Everything's super laggy, but just just hanging with it. Hang with it for a second. Etymology of black means pale or shining. Interesting. Oh, I see what you're saying, Gregorio Salamanca L in the in the chat. Etymology of black means pale or shining. Yes, yes, yes. I actually know a little bit about that etymology. I remember learning about that. Uh, and if you also like look into other, um, white is actually blanco, blank, and I think that the actual English version we sort of flipped it. In Spanish, white is blanco. In French, it's le blanc. So I think in English, we thought blank, so therefore black, and we flipped it. There's certain things like that that get flipped when they get, uh, when they get translated or, or across transmutated or transmological. The transmological <laughs> railway. Boy, oh boy, I was watching some stuff about David Dobrik today. David Dobrik, he slammed his friend into a into a crane. I don't know. He smashed his friend's face. David Dobrik is not a good guy. You heard it here first. But but Gregorio Salamanca L, I believe you are also an actor here in Hollywood. What is your opinion on uh, how people are treated? What do you think about Ryan Coogler getting? detained for possible brain car operation. I was watching, let's look at the comments. The comments on the internet are always disheartening. I always kind of lose faith in people right away. I remember one of my 
TikToks went viral uh, a couple years ago. And it went super viral. It's like a million. And it got to like a million views or something. And uh, people were commenting. Because I was talking about how people, they look at me and they're like, they immediately just want to know. Because I can, I can confuse them. I confound them. They look at my face, look at my face. And they're like, I can't figure it out. I can't put you in a box. And I need to put you in a box. So help me do that. And I, I refuse, generally speaking, because I get a little tired of it. As a kid growing up, I grew up in a very white neighborhood. I know I mentioned that a lot, but I grew up in a very white part of Long Island. Also, Suffolk County, at the time, I checked the demographics, was only about 5% black. Also, Suffolk County, in the 2016 election, was a red county, voted for Trump. That's where I grew up, ladies and gentlemen. I grew up in, I grew up in Trump country. That's right. Um, still trying to download this Obi-Wan trailer. I'll get it, though. I'm, I'm going to get it. Trust me. We're going we to sacrifice some frames per second until I get it. No, we're, we're good. We're, we're, we're at a clip. Um, Gregorio Salamanca L said, The note he passed, I don't think he looked at both sides of the note. Yeah, Gregorio Salamanca L in the chat is referring to the note that Ryan Coogler passed to the teller which was, you know, I would like $12,000, please, but please count the money in some other private area. He wrote this on the back of the uh, deposit slip or the the, the, uh, withdrawal slip, and he said, I would like you to count it in the other room, and then I'd like to be discreet about it. Which I can understand, but he, you know, he also entered... He also entered the bank with... um, There we go. With... I always pause at that part of the song with a mask on as per COVID and sunglasses as per COVID. And, you know, he was just like, yo, give me all my money. <laughs> Basically. Not even all of it. It was $12,000. He, You know, coming from him, he was probably like, I don't want to be walking around flashing $12,000 around that someone could probably just run up to me and take from me. So I would like for you to be discreet about it. So there is a misunderstanding. Apparently, Ryan Coogler uh, had it. It was resolved to his satisfaction, he said, with Bank of America. Because what? Watch, Bank of America is probably a sponsor of Black Panther. He's probably like, how do we work this out? How do we work this out, Black Panther? Mr. Black Panther. All right. I've downloaded the tra- I've downloaded the trailer for uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're going to watch it the second half of the show. For the first half of the show, we're going to talk about, you know, racism in Hollywood. Like, everybody loves so it's a big, uh, it's a big discussion. I think it's important we talk about it. But uh, especially like a wealthy black dude going to get his own money out to bank, and people saying, uh, "I think I should call the cops." <laughs> Am I right, Raccoon Raiders? All right, that's the only bit of your <laughs> intro we're gonna get because it's laggy. Um. Gregorius Alamanca L in the chat says, people have nationalities. There are no black nor white people. Totally agree with you, Gregorius Alamanca L. People just decide they want to just put people in a box. Like I was just saying, people look at me and they're like, they just go, what is it? I can't. I don't even, how do I? Thankfully in Hollywood, I use it to my advantage because they go, we need someone who's ethnically ambiguous. We need somebody who could like really check multiple boxes and you're the guy. Okay. Because a lot of people are going to look at you and they're going to be like, they're going to claim you. Cindy Lauper might call you white and fire you from a commercial, but that's okay. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm too white for Cindy Lauper, apparently. 
Sometimes I'm not black enough. Don't know how to do it. Don't know how to don't know how to exist in this realm half the time. <laughs> the other half I do. <laughs> but I gotta say, growing up on Long Island was a, an interesting trip. I um oftentimes just being like one or two brown, like very like it's like a three or four brown kids in your whole grade. Your whole grade. <laughs> Shout out Shannon Danzy. What's up? Me and Shannon always, Shannon Danzy uh, is a black woman. We went to school, middle school and elementary school together. And we were the only brown skinned and black skinned people. So, <laughs> so when we see each other, we're like, hey, remember growing up in Islip? <laughs> well, we see each other to this day. Shout out to Shannon Danzy. I don't know if her name is Distill Danzy. But she's a, she's a very cool person. But yeah, I totally agree with Gregoria Salamanca L. There, we have nationalities. There are no black or white people. It's true. If you look at a lot of times people... I talk about this too. Culturally, it's very different in other countries. Say you live in Brazil. I mean, obviously there's colorism and there's racism everywhere. Everywhere you go on this planet. But in Brazil, you're white, then you're like light-skinned brown, and then you're then you're like brown, and then you're dark-skinned brown, and then you're black. So they have like gradations. So they go moreno, dark moreno, light moreno, light moreno, moreno, dark moreno, black. <laughs> so and usually it, rec- it refers to your hair color too. So they'll be like, in America, you'd be like, look at the guy, look at the black guy, you know. But in, in Brazil, you might say, look at the guy with dark brown hair. You know? So, it's really cultural. It's crazy. And I know in Dominican Republic, Dominicans have a very much a very prideful culture that they are Dominicans and Dominicans all united. So, obviously, this, again, I'm going to make this disclaimer every time because you're held to a different standard when you have a microphone in your hand. I'm not saying... There is no racism or colorism in Dominican Republic. I'm saying that in Dominican Republic, there's often pride. If you're white, brown, or black, they're just like, we Dominican, and that's it. And that's the sense I get when I go to the Bronx, I'll tell you that. I'm going to tell you a story. I saw the movie In the Heights. More like In the Whites, am I right? I saw the movie In the Heights. Now they're talking about George Washington Heights. Washington Heights in Manhattan. Like upper, upper Manhattan. Right next to the Bronx, okay? The movie is a Lin-Manuel Miranda joint. It was like his first Broadway musical that he did. It's all his music. For the movie, they cast pretty much one lady who looks Dominican for the leads, one of the leads. As far as brown Dominican, black Dominican, representative of a black or slash brown Dominican. A lot of Dominicans look like me. So this is a problem I often run into in Hollywood. For instance, technically, Dominicans speak Spanish. Therefore, they are Hispanic, which means they are a Latinx, if you want to call it that. Most Latinx people don't care for the term Latinx. <laughs> but if you're Latino, uh, in Los Angeles, Gregoria Salamanca L. I don't know if you're, you are Latino or Hispanic yourself. But here, oftentimes, when they put out a casting call for someone who is Hispanic or Latin, Latinx, they don't mean 
me in Los Angeles. They mean Central and South American or or Mexican or Central American. Generally speaking, that uh, that brand of Spanish speaking folks, <laughs> that demographic of Spanish speaking folks. But in New York City, if I walk around on the street, people are going to walk up to me and start speaking Spanish oftentimes because they assume that I speak Spanish oftentimes, especially if I was in the Heights or in the Bronx, right? So I'm sitting there watching this movie in the Heights in the theater. And I was like, where are all of my Dominicans at? Where are the people who look like they're Dominican? Because to me, they'll, you know, you could look like a rainbow of people in Dominican Republic. However, this movie did not feature black Dominican people or brown Dominican, like dark brown Dominican people. It just didn't. You can count, you could go through watching the movie and you could count the faces and it's on one hand. But if you go to the Dominican Republic, or if you go to Washington Heights in particular, it would look different than what you saw in that movie. Just saying. It struck me as odd, having grown up outside of New York. I know my mom used to work at Washington Heights. But I'm just saying, it struck me as odd. Watching it, it just took me out of the movie. I was like, where, especially since they paid so much attention to the details of the bodega. If you were in a New York City bodega, you're going to see one of them little barrels with the blue juice in it. You're going to see Entenmann's on the shelf. Shout out to Entenmann who died. You're going to see Utz potato chips. You're going to see all of these very specific details. However, somehow they forgot the black people. <laughs> they got the Utz potato chips right. They got the Entenmann's cookies right. They got the blue juice barrels right for a nickel. Somehow, completely forgot the detail of black Dominicans. I don't know how they did it or didn't do it. They apologized for it. However, I had a conversation with somebody who is not black. They are white. As, as she said, I saw the movie. I loved the movie. And there were plenty of Latinos in it. <laughs> They just they said they said that to me and I said, wait a second, have you been to Washington Heights? Oh, or better yet, are you of Dominican descent like me? Because it was weird to watch a movie that's supposed to be about Dominicans and a Dominican bodega with no actual black Dominicans. It seemed weird. It seemed weird. It jumped out at me. I'm just saying. And then. She just insisted, well, there were plenty, there was plenty of representation in that movie. Thank you, white lady, for telling me that there was plenty of representation for you to tolerate, I guess. I should be happy now. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know. Now I now I know. Okay. Sorry that Sorry that I did not identify with this movie. Now I should. <laughs> Suddenly. So there's a lot of crazy people that don't know what the hell they're talking about. That's today's lesson. A lot of crazy people don't know what the hell they're talking about. Gregorio Salamanca L says in the chat, Carl Linnaeus and Walter Plecker are the guys who have the th to thank for white and black caste system. Oh yeah, I'm Moorish American or a Moor, but I guess caste is racially ambiguous or indigenous. See that? 
Gregorio Salamanca L also has to be put in a box, but that denies your culture. Denies your culture. For me, I am half Irish Italian, which is a quarter Irish, a quarter Italian, if you do the math right. I don't, I don't know numbers. The point, I, I'm just trying to, try to say that uh, because of that, and I also, I have faint memories of Dominican culture growing up, very young, very faint memories, but I didn't really know that side of my family. So I grew up in an Italian, Irish, somewhat German-ish household. <laughs> you know what I mean? English. But that's not that's not allowed for me on the outside. People are just going to be like, oh, what's your culture? Tell me about your d- distinct culture. Tell me about, oh, you're so culture. You're so exotic. Tell me about your culture. You must have a rich, a rich culture. It's like, lady, I grew up eating spaghetti and meatballs. I don't really know what else to tell you. <sighs> Sorry to disappoint you. There was plenty of representation in my house growing up. I was it. And my my brothers. Just kidding. And my sister. And my parents. Everybody. We got, it's the Rainbow Coalition. I find it ridiculous. And there's plenty of crazy people out there who don't know what the hell they're talking about. You know who I'm talking about. I find it strange. I don't like when people uh, insist that you should be okay with uh, certain things. For instance, again, going back to Ryan Coogler. Going back to Ryan Coogler getting detained and handcuffed for a suspected bank robbery. The woman who called the police on him happens to be a black woman. So therefore, everybody in the chat was like, well, Bank of America is exonerated. People are going to scream racism. They're wrong. That's not the point. The point is the perception of a man being a threat. That's a very real thing. There's a system and an environment that uh, the perception of the man as a threat is the problem. The structural zeitgeist. The structural... um, the culture, the culture of saying, well, this is a black guy where, you know, perhaps there is a there is a thought. Perhaps there is a component of racism there, even though the woman who reported him is black. I, it, it's just you, you got to understand that it's the <laughs> perception. Now, let me let me try to make an analogy of this. How do we make an analogy of this? And uh and then in about 10 minutes, we're going to watch the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. The new Obi-Wan Kenobi series. It's going to be on Disney+. Plus. I think it's six episodes. Scratching my glasses. I think it's six episodes. I'm looking forward to it. What's an analogy? What would be, what would be a good analogy of that? It's hard to make an analogy about one's a simple thing. For instance, like when when people try to argue different justifications for, um, you know, women's rights and women's health care and stuff, it's a unique situation. 
It's a unique situation. Stop trying to make analogies. It's this deal with the actual situation. Don't deal with a fabricated analogy of what you think is equivalent. It's not equivalent. There's a unique situation. There is no equivalent. Um, that's what I, that's what I say anyway. I mean, that's how, and that's how I see it. <laughs> Me and Steve Harvey. I'm gonna get a big mustache like that. Shave my head. I should be a judge. My head looks, uh, my hair will slowly grow. If you fast forward this episode, you'll see my wet, stringy hair turn into a big afro. But, uh, I feel like this. I feel like this. This is what I'm reading into when people say, Ryan Coogler was reported by a black woman, therefore it wasn't a racist event. What I'm hearing is, so all black people, quote unquote, should sort of stick together in any instance. (laughs) What I'm hearing is, so if you were a white teller and you were suspecting a white rich guy, or you didn't understand, that you would just be like, I'm going to let this guy go because we're both white. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? So you're telling me that if it was a white person reporting another white person through suspicious reasons for perceptions, they wouldn't because they're both white. They wouldn't report the person who looked suspicious in their mind because they're both white. Well, you're white, so I'm going to let you go. Of course, you got to like invert things. A lot of times you learn in logic class. If you want to check a tautology out or whatever. (laughs) If you want to check something for logical errors, you have to start to like flip it, reverse it. You know, as uh, Belle Bib DeVoe said, slap it up, flip it, rub it down. For, For errors, for logical errors. I'm not talking about anything else other than that. Talking about the issue at hand. Shake it out. Shake it around. See if any illogical things fall out of it. I find that to be a very difficult situation. And I, t- I say this for personal reasons. There are a lot of folks um, that don't see the holes in their logic. You know? They create a story. Um... There was an incident like a year ago, actually. Not an incident, but there's just some like times where people have created a story and they just try to justify that story. It's called confirmation bias. They go, well, I think it's this. So therefore, I'm going to come up with reasons why that is true instead of instead of anything else. Um... You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I find it interesting. I find it interesting. As interesting as the band The Whispers. I don't want to get distracted. I was sorry, sir. I was just texting. 
Don't ever text during your podcast. That's not a good idea. You should stay present. You should stay in the moment. Sometimes there's crazy people out there. Judella19 says, I hear you. Thank you. Every once in a while, it's nice to be heard. But there are people, you know, they'll make up uh, reasons and justifications for themselves. Nobody ever wants to be the bad guy. I was watching, for instance, David Dobrik. (laughs) This is a perfect example. David Dobrik pulled a stunt on his friend a while ago. And his friend ended up with like a brain trauma and eye trauma. Because David Dobrik tried to, quote, surprise his friend in the middle of the stupid stunt that they were already doing. And his friend wasn't prepared and hit his head very hard and suffered brain injury and a severe eye injury. Um, His friend decided not to pursue any type of uh, legal action. But over time, his friend's like, you know, David Dobrik really injured me. He really hurt me. David Dobrik, interestingly enough... Just keep saying, I'm sorry that happened to you. <laughs> when he was the responsible party. You know what I mean? It's weird. So people will try to make up every... Every type of way to not take responsibility. Or build a story in their own head of how something happened. It's interesting. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. And knowing is half the battle. But you don't have to take my word for it. Um, so in a minute, in a moment, we're going to watch the trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi-Wan. Let me just get that queued up here. Uh, let me pause it. Uh, let me pause it. Hold on a second. I got to pause it. <laughs> let me see if I can. Yeah, here we go. Pause. We're going to watch this trailer. I'm excited to watch this trailer. Because Obi-Wan Kenobi Wan. Let me see. Nope. One day I'll find the right button. Nope. 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 That's not the right button. Nope. Not the right button. I find it interesting that uh, people don't understand that the system does not equal individual people. The system is not about the individual. When people say, well, people should, shouldn't be mad because a black woman reported Ryan Coogler, it's about, they're not un- identifying that the fact that this, the system, it's the perception of the person. It's the perception that's the problem. It's the perpetuation of the perception of the person. Remember that, folks. Perpetuation of the perception of the person. That's the problem. That's the PPP, the PP, PP. And I'll tell you what, it's a bunch of poo-poo to me. To me, me. You know, that's the, the level of comedy we have at this show. Mainly it's comedy. Mainly it's jokes. Comedy. It's my favorite. I find the world to be absurd. That's, uh... I'm almost gonna wrap that. Find the world to be absurd. Every now and then, uh, you, you, you run into a turd. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Good night.
ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it was nice knowing you. Well, I can't stop. Can't stop. Just when I read through. This life is more than just a read through. Uh, who's ready for the uh, Obi-Wan trailer? Did we wrap up this discussion pretty well? Oh, man. I feel like right as I'm going to end the show, Is This Will is going to jump into the chat. <laughs> My favorite thing about Is This Will is he's like, let me ask the most thought-provoking question when we have 30 seconds left. <laughs> That's a, I, it's a special talent. Shout out to Will. I'm excited for uh, Obi-Wan. But I guess to to end this discussion about Ryan Coogler, black director, director of Black Panther, director of Creed, director of Fruitvale Station. I believe all of those movies feature our friend Michael B. Jordan, the basketball player, not the basketball player, but Michael Jordan be good but it's not Michael B. Jordan. Michael Jordan be Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Michael B. not Michael Jordan. See? That's how it works here around here. I'll just do this all day. Every permutation. Until somebody laughs. All right. Just to put a, this discussion to bed, I think that um, an instance of a black person calling the cops on another black person in the bank situation should not erase the racial component of that. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. A lot of people can't separate. A lot of people can't separate when someone is angry at a system versus angry at an individual who benefits from that system. And you know what that's called? Guilt. <laughs> They're like, but the system, uh, it works for me. It's called guilt. If you get on third base because an umpire makes inconsistent calls that benefit you every time and disadvantages someone else every time, just individual, let's just say individual players, right? Every time you get up to bat, this umpire for, like, looks away, doesn't see. Somehow you get on third base every time. But then someone else comes up to bat, and then, you know, they strike out. Same umpire, and it's because you can see that there are inconsistent calls. You can measure, right? Now, if you're the person who gets on third base every time, you're like, hey, fair is fair. Don't hate me. Why do you hate me? Because I'm so good? No, I hate the system. I hate the umpire. I hate that the, the calls are somehow biased toward you. I can hate the system and, and resent you <laughs> in some levels. But I don't think... I think the only resentment comes from the not acknowledging 
that the system is is flawed. That's where the resentment comes in. The personal resentment within an individual is like, okay, so you're privileged, but you're not recognizing your privilege, and you're also blaming the underprivileged for not being worthy or hardworking. That's where you're a dick. <laughs> because you're not working with you're not working with anybody. You're not recognizing that. If you're not choosing to recognize that and you're trying to blame people for their position in life and then credit yourself for your position in life, you're ignoring that perhaps you have been advantaged in life and that sucks. That's not cool, bro. Or bro at I find that offensive. I find that highly disgusting. If you are advantaged, you don't see this is this is the Obi-Wan trailer we're going to watch in a moment. Yeah, we'll put it up there. Obi-Wan's going to be on at Disney Plus, but I just want to wrap up this discussion about Ryan Coogler. So people they don't recognize their privilege oftentimes. Americans don't recognize their privilege. Saw a really good meme today, and there was a woman who said, uh, you know, the same people who are saying, oh, well, we we shouldn't help the Ukrainians in this time. She was suggesting people pay for Airbnbs and Etsy and Ukrainian-owned companies to help funnel money to the Ukrainians during this time. And not, you know, with no intention of actually going there and, and using the Airbnbs or having those Etsy products mailed to them, just sending money via, you know, ways. And she said there are people who are like, well, we shouldn't do that. We should, uh, we should keep our money to ourselves. Shouldn't help the, shouldn't help them. And she said, these are the same people who during Black Lives Matter said all lives matter then. And she's like, well, if we're not going to help out all lives, then. You could F all the way off. I don't know. She said it better. She said it with passion, so some people will listen. I found that if you say things in an angry way, that people listen. If you say things with passion, people think you're right. <laughs> Oatmeal cream pie should be the national currency. What are you, crazy? Why are we using the dollar? Well, we could use ding-dongs. See? Elect me. Elect me hostess of the ding-dong. President ding-dong. So people don't like the words that you're saying. They just like the feeling that you are emoting. Is what I, what I noticed. People don't listen to the actual words. So maybe I should start screaming a little bit more with passion. These aren't the droids you're looking for. All right, well, then you know what? Let's watch the trailer for Obi-Wan. The Force will be with you, always. Listen to that voice. Listen to that voice. Listen to it. Listen to it. All right, Obi-Wan. Thank you guys for joining me. This is Aristotle Full Throttle, five days a week, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where we talk about all kinds of things. Just today, we were just talking about, you know, racism. You know why? Because it's uh, one of those things that happens every single day in this world. I don't go outside the door. It's less and less in Los Angeles, but way more where I grew up. 
I, I never leave the house. A friend of mine a couple of years ago, she said, well, you're not very affected by this whole thing, right? And I, and I said, this, my, this friend of mine, they happen to be a white person. And I was like, are you joking me? Because literally every time I leave the house, I think about, or I'm made to think about how I look or <laughs> that I'm a big brown man. That's, it's just a fact, Jack. That's part of my life. I understand that women go out the door being made to know that they're a woman. And, you know, vulnerable situations, perhaps. But for me, I leave the house and I'm like, I'm not going to hurt you. Just trying to buy eggs. When I go to Long Island, oftentimes, uh, or just different parts of this country, like Oregon, like the Bumble parts of Oregon, when I was just up there, Driving up there, I was in a res- I was in a supermarket, and I was just like, "God, can I-, can I just buy these cookies? Can we get this racism out of the way? Because I just need to buy gas for my car and some cookies. Just, just, just like speed this racism up so I can get what done what I have to get done. Just let's come on, let's get through this racism real quick. I'm in a hurry because <laughs> you feel it, you feel it, you know it when it's happening because you recognize it because it's happened before." Ooh, a lot of people don't recognize it when they're with you because they don't perceive it. But when you point it out to them, they start to recognize it. I got a friend, Ali. He's been on the show many times. We've been on the road together as musicians for years. And I'd be like, oh, hey, Ali, did you see that? And then he'd be like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, oh, when that racism just happened? And he was like, huh? Then he started pointing it out to me when I wasn't looking. He's like, oh, yeah, there's racism happening. We should get out of here. (laughs) Some really odd situations that we could tell you stories about. But it's fun to show your friends when it's happening. It's fun to point it out. Fun and party. Yeah, look at it. Hey, look, watch watch this. This is going to be some racism. (laughs) Oh, do you see that? All right, let's watch the trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Judell19 says in the chat, it's true. I recall times you mentioned it, and I totally didn't realize it. Well, you get, you get, you kind of, I don't want to say you get used to it. It always sucks. Uh, but you don't, you're not surprised by it when it happens. I'm not surprised by it anymore. I'm just like, Okay. I just listen. I would like to buy these ding dongs. I would like to exchange these oatmeal cream pies for ding dongs. And you are giving me a racist vibe. And I don't like it. I'm just trying to get my ding dong on. All right, let's watch this. Ooh, Tatooine. More desert, ladies and gentlemen. More desert. Oh, there's that animal from the... That's the farting animal from episode one. Yeah, we lost. That's right. Oh, that's little Luke. Of course it's little. Uh, I get I got chills just now. Ba-ba-ra-cha-cha-cha. Jedi. Oh, is that Vader's castle? Oh, look at this guy. Oh, that's Vader? That's Vader. 
Ooh, I like it. Oh, Uncle Owen? Holy crap! Oh, man. I'm getting chills. This is a great score. Oh, that's not... Oh, that's the Inquisitor guy, I guess. Right, Judy? Judy will let us know. Man, oh man, it's it's intense. This is this is like camping. It's intense. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for breathing heavy. Limited series. Ooh, Disney Plus what done for subscriptions. It's going to be week to week so that they get you at least for a month and a half. Well, I'll tell you what. Looks good. Looks good. I like Ewan McGregor. I think that the funny thing about Ewan McGregor and being the prequels is like most people hate the prequels, right? I would assume most people hate those terrible movies. Uh, the sequels, I would assume also people don't like the sequels as much because the sequels are also not that good <laughs> in comparison to the original. But the one thing we can all agree on, the one thing we all agree on everyone agrees oh yeah you and mcgregor he's great isn't that funny with all the vitriol all the anger i feel your anger with all that you know what i mean with all the (laughs) with all that even with all that even with the uh even with all that we're still like you McGregor he's dope the force will be with you always let's watch it again Judy Judella Knights who says I have to watch it again I, I missed some of it alright let's watch it again I'm gonna make it full screen this time and I'll talk over it okay I will recycle it full screen Okay. Now you got the uh that's the kind of animal. I'm going to pause little bits of it so we could look at it and then and analyze it. Obviously, what people seem to get out of Star Wars is that it only ever takes place on desert planet of Tatooine and that only will only ever get dust and sand cuz that's the most exciting part about a space opera. Okay. <laughs> anyway, you're also not hearing it. Let me turn it up. How about now, Judy? It says that the same signal's going out. Can you hear it now? Let me know, and then I'll I'll back it up. Uh, so, first of all, desert planet. You see the heat waves. Oh, the the wind. It's the wind or the force. Now they got that animal that uh, farts on. You're not hearing it. Okay. Huh. All right. Well, that's weird. Let me try this again. Let me remove it. Maybe it's being recorded, though. Where are you listening? I'm not recording this. It's just being sent out to the internet. 
Do you hear it now? Can you hear me now? The fight is done. How about now? We lo- well, you got the desert. Maybe it's better that you can't hear it because I don't want to get a copyright strike. Lost. <laughs> okay, cool. So let's watch it one more time through without any pauses so we can hear it. Get the comments up on the screen if you want to comment along. The fight is done. We lost. We lost the other game. Stay hidden. You think Yoda's going to be in this? I think so. Yoda's definitely going to be in this. The key to hunting Jedi is patience. That's the Inquisitor, right? Right, Judy? Jedi cannot help what they are. Their compassion leaves a trail. Uncle Owen! The Jedi code is like an itch. He cannot help it. Where is he? like the lightsaber sound and the click sound it's a very satisfying click by the way the disney plus logo was like very satisfying click they probably studied every possible satisfying click uh until they came across that one let's watch it again but let's kind of break it down to the break it down to the break it down to the break it down the fight is done all right the fight is done now look okay you know me you know how much i like watching desert planets <laughs> nothing but desert uh, hold on i'm trying to get this little black bar to go away you'll just see my eyes above the screen why is it always deserts always deserts these deserts. we lost how do you guys feel about desert planets are we tired of them or they provide a nice contrast for when they go through space. Okay. Now look, he's hang- he's hanging out in the valley where he's first he comes out and he does the crate dragon scream. Remember that when he sees the droids and Luke. Oh, look at that. Okay, those are moisture. Those are evaporators. It's the moisture farm. Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen. I stay here. Be there. Aunt Beru, by the way, was a, a member of that cult Nexium, but she got out. She's okay now. If you ever watched that series about Keith Rainier, Vanguard on HBO, the guy's a schmo. He's a little tiny schmo, 
and he needs a, he de- he deserves a kick in the in the in the uh, femoral nuts. He's he's not a very nice person. He's a jerk. He's a manipulator. Now, ladies and gentlemen, remember, manipulation is when one person wants someone else to do what that one person wants. When you want someone else to do what you want or someone else wants to you to do what they want, it's called manipulation. Don't fall for it. Do you find yourself doing something that isn't up to what you want? That's called manipulation. A lot of people use guilt for that. All right. Wow, so now I guess this guy he's got his own Vader castle. But it's in it sticks out the water. Alright. This patience. So Judy, that guy's the what, that's the Inquisitor guy? Because he's got those little like lines on his head. They just really borrow a lot from those cartoons, don't they? Which Judy, which means I may not ever have to watch him. <laughs> Okay. Jedi cannot help what they are. They cannot help what they are. This guy's, he's anti-Jedi, apparently. But he got the lightsaber too, so we don't know. We don't Their know compassion. She's, she looks like an Inquisitor too, right? Leave. Uncle Lawwin. There's a trail. She got a cool hair. She got uh, a braid. Straight down. The Jedi. That ship looks pretty cool. Scary. It's dark. It's a dark. This is the the era too, right before Episode Four, so it feels like very Star Warsy. So we've got this show, which takes place right before the original trilogy, and then we've got the Mando and Boba Fett, which take place right after the original trilogy. So we're we're, we're hanging around them parts of the era. Interestingly enough, that's the inqu- okay. Like an itch. Oh, I, I just got the chills because that's like the original garb that get it. It's it's crazy that you got the Star Wars. There's so many original, iconic images. You know what I mean? You got the stormtroopers. You got Darth Vader. You got everything. You got the original costumes that still work. They're just still striking. Very scary, very Nazi-like. I think that that's why they're still in the zeitgeist. Nazis like, you know, uh, Vladimir Putin. He cannot help. Vladimir Putin is so Darth Vader right now. He's such a Darth Vader. But with no redeeming qualities. Where is he? He's just like spinning his propeller at this guy. What do you guys think about this guy's look? It looks pretty good. It's good, cool makeup job. His head looks a lot thicker than the the cartoon. Therefore, I don't like it. It's not exactly like the cartoon. Look at that guy's hat. It's flat. Stormtroopers, they're in a city. It's raining. That city, you know what that city looks like? The one in Rogue One. Maybe there's going to be uh, Cassian Andor. Either Andor. Cassian Andor might be in the city. I bet you they're going to encounter him when he's stealing those plans or whatever. Or he's like doing those things. 
I don't know if I like Cassian Endor. He had to kill that dude. Remember? Rogue One. Anybody? You know who else might be in this? Jin Erso. Just think about it. We got all of these people from Rogue One that could show up in this. Maybe, maybe not. Because that might... No, actually, she wouldn't be in this because you know why? Because Luke is only, what, 10 years old there? 8 years old there? So she's not going to show up for another 10 years. But you know who can be in here? Galen Urso. Bet you Galen Urso is going to show up. Look at those birds. That looks like the rebel symbol or the, uh, no, no, not the rebel symbol, but the, uh, the, the new Republic. Hope survives because we got a new hope. Stay hidden. I like that. They, he's not dressed like a Jedi. I like that Obi-Wan is not dressed like a Jedi. <laughs> maybe they'll just, maybe they'll fix the whole plot hole as to why everybody was dressed in the garb that looked like basically desert garb, but then just turned into all of the Jedi garb, according to George Lucas, because he didn't think it through. He didn't think it through for the prequels when he made everybody dress like they do in the desert. <laughs> that was a dumb idea, George. Also, I I would say that Boba Fett and Mandalorian having Luke Skywalker still dressing in black, not the smartest move. I think he should be more gray, but he does dress in gray in episodes seven and eight. Maybe he's not there yet. I feel like Darth Vader's going to have a big role in this. One of the coolest things, Darth Vader is still, <laughs> we still have James Earl Jones with us. James Earl Jones is probably going to voice Darth Vader again. I know that Hayden Christensen or Christian Haydenson or whatever you want to call him, you might want to call him by his name. That dude is going to play Darth Vader. So we're going to have that, you know, reunion. I wonder if they're going to fight again, because then it won't make any sense when, in A New Hope, when uh, Darth Vader says, when last we met you with him, now I am the master. Which is like, if they fight again in, in this, the prequel, Darth Vader will have conveniently forgot about this. <clears throat> it's like the comics. I don't like it in the comics that Luke Skywalker does encounter Darth Vader in The Empire Strikes Back, apparently, or before The Empire Strikes Back. There's like a comic book where he actually does have a duel with... It's like stupid. I'm like, come on, you're rewriting the canon that way? Get out of here with that. Get the F out my face with that S. <laughs> That's what I say. So what do you guys think about the trailer? What do you guys think about the trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out May 25th? I know we're going to watch it here. We're going to have live watch parties. Probably every day that it comes out. I'm excited. That is silly, says Judella19. Thank you for concurring. That's all I want is someone to validate my opinion and mine only. <laughs> all I ever want is one true opinion about everything. That way, there'll never be conflict. We cannot disagree. This, of course, is jokes. It's all jokes, ladies and gentlemen. 
That's what the show's about. It's comedy. It's comic relief. It's a nice way to get you to escape from your day and talk about things like, I don't know, structural racism and Star Wars. It's fun. I hope you do. Oh, so Judel19 says in the chat, the trailer looks great. Very different from what I was expecting. I wouldn't say that it's different from what I was expecting. I was literally expecting more desert. <laughs> Just more desert stuff. Uh, I didn't think about the fact that there would be a uh, Inquisitor. I do like seeing a uh, black woman who looks B.A. She looks like a B.A. Just for, you know, for the sake, I don't know. I haven't seen what she does yet, but she looks cool. like to see it. We love to see it. But, uh, yeah, you know, I guess the moral lesson for today is that there's some crazy-ass people out there and they say stupid things. <laughs> so listen to my show every day. I don't know. I'm talking about mainly the people on the internet who comment. The people who comment are the people who are like, you got to take into consideration sometimes that they may be 11 years old and not have like worked out how logic works yet. So you got to like take everything with a grain of salt. Also, the people who are most impassioned negatively seem to comment. People who like to say good things and nice things and positive things, you don't really hear from them. There's a lot. This is what I found in life, too. There are some people out there who just don't know how to, like, give you a compliment. They just don't know how to, like, positively reinforce. They don't know how to say nice things. Maybe you can go home and say a nice thing about yourself. People are way quicker to say a nasty thing about you than a nice thing. And I find that highly disgusting. So I'd like to say to you, you're wonderful, you're beautiful, you're kind, you're generous. These are all positive. So thank you for subscribing. If you're subscribed, thanks for liking the video if you're on YouTube. Thanks for watching every day at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thanks for listening on the podcast, especially Apple Podcasts. You can get this every day. It's pretty frequent. I'm making, I'm excited because I got like, you know, I've been working hard at this podcast for like two years now, and now it's it's, it's a proper podcast. So I'm, I'm 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 making one every day, five days a week. And when I'm not making one, I'm still I'm uploading an archived episode that you can listen to. You can always go to YouTube. You could go to AristotleFullThrottle.com to just get everything. It's there. It's all there for you to watch and consume and enjoy. And I don't know, hate if you want. That's fine too. You put yourself out there, you open yourself up for it. And uh, I'm here for it. Thanks to you for being here also. Thanks, guys. See you tomorrow. Perhaps we will have trivia. We will see. I have to check with Will. Will's there. Will might be up for the challenge. He may not be. We'll have to see. <laughs>